We are beginning Seder Nashim, a new Seder, a new Masechta, a new Perak, and a new Mishnah. Let's define some basic terminology, and generally, once we define these ideas, we will not define it again in this Masechta or in the rest of Shas. As the name of the Masechta applies, the Masechta will discuss the dinam of Yibam and Chalitza, and although we would think our Mishnah would start and explain what Yibam is, and who can perform Yibam, and other halachas of Yibam, since these are basic Pesukim in Pashas Kisese, so the Mishnah doesn't feel the need to explain basic basic mitzvahs that are found in Torah Shabbat And the Mishnah will actually begin by teaching us scenarios where one is actually potem in a Yibam Mechalitza on a Duraisa and even on a Durabana level. Now what is Yibam Mechalitza? So although one of the 21 Arais in the Torah is your brother's wife or Eishas Ach, and if you have relations with her, you could be high of Karas, and a child born from this relationship would be a Mabza. And this is applies even if your brother divorces that woman or if he dies and previously had children. And even though technically at this point that he divorced her or that he died, his amana is no longer an Aishas Ach, but the din is that this person, the brother, can still not marry her, and she keeps her status as an Aishas Ach. However, the Torah is mechadish us that if a person dies without children, then not only is it not also for his brother or any of his other brothers to marry her, but it's actually a mitzvah to do so, and by doing so, and potentially having a child, you will in some way be continuing the name and legacy of your deceased brother, and this is called Yibam. Also, in a standard case of marriage, we we all know there are two stages, Kedushin and Nisuyin. And on Dapez and Kedushin, the Mishnah teaches us that you can be Makadash a woman in three different ways, Bekeseb, Bishtar, Vabia. However, when performing Yibam, the Torah doesn't require any mechanism of Kedushin, and you skip this step completely. As the Pasuk says, Yivam Yavriyalau, and the brother would have beer with his brother's Ammana, who we will call the Yivama, and at that point, they would be 100% married, just like a regular Nisuyin. Even more so, the Torah actually states that although when someone's husband dies, the Amman is no longer an Ishes Ish, and she can go and remarry. However, the Torah states, Yivama cannot get married, and there is actually a bond still with her original Kedushin, and she is also bound and attached to some degree to her husband's brother or brothers. This is called Zika Yibam, and she can't get married unless she does Yibam Machalitza. So think of Zika Yibam as a quasi-Kedushin state, and the act of Bia and Yibam as a Nisuyan. Also, although, as we just mentioned, there is no mechanism of Kedushim Maduraisa by Yibam but we learn later on that if for example there are many brothers and one brother wants to do Yibam and for whatever reason he can't do Yibam at this moment so through a process called Maimor he can effectuate a quasi semi-Kedushim a Kedushim Rabbanon on the Yibama through giving a Kesef or through writing a Shtar but keep in mind that this has no effect Maduraisa at all and of course if none of the brothers want to do Yibam then one of the brothers needs to do Chalitza which is a process where the Yibama says certain Sukkim and she spits in front of the brother and she removes his shoe and at that point they will break the zika and she will be no longer attached to any of the brothers and she can go and marry whomever she wants and she is mutalashuk so chalitza is similar to the concept of gerishin and a get and actually although Midiraisa kain is also to marry grusha but he can really marry chalitza however abundant said a kain is also to marry chalitza since it's so similar to the idea of the grusha also let's discuss another term that although the concept of Amiyan isn't specifically relevant to Yavamis but our Mishnah will discuss the concept as well, so let's explain it right now. The din is that Midiraisa, a father, can be Makadish's daughter who is Iktana and he can marry her off. However, since in those days, if the father of Iktana died, she would be Hefkalakal and she would lose her protection and therefore needed someone to look after her. So the Rabbanan gave her mother or her brother, who is a Gadol, the right to marry her off. And this would be a Kedushin or Nisuin to Rabbanan. But Rabbanan also gave this girl the right to actually annul the marriage if she does Mion and she protests prior to the time she becomes a Gadol. 
and she would then no longer be married and wouldn't even need a get from this man. And although this is the classic case of Mian, but as we will see from our Mishnah, we need to find also another case of Mian where the father of the Tana is actually still alive. And this case is classically called a Saima B'chayavia. And the case is as follows. If the father of the Tana married her off, which is of course a Kedushin Deraisa, and it actually works Midiraisa, so if her husband either dies or divorces her, she doesn't go back to Rishus of her father, and her father no longer has violence over her, and he can't marry her off again, Midiraisa. However, in that case, she's called a Yisrael B'chayavia. She's an orphan in the lifetime of her father, and she can marry someone on a Drabundic level, and Miriam would also apply, and she could void and annul the marriage at a later point. And for our purposes, just keep in mind that the idea of Miriam will come up in two different parts of our Mishnah. Now, although in our Mishnah we will see that in a scenario where there is no Chiv of Yibam, there is also not going to be any Chiv of Chalisa, and therefore this Almana can get remarried immediately once her husband dies, and she has no Zika at all, and she's not an Ishish But we will see one scenario in our Mishnah, and many others throughout Masechus Yibamis, where although the Almana is part of Yibam on a Jerusalem level, the abundance still required her to have Chalitza. So, for example, if Shimon was married to Chana through a Kedushin Rabbanon, for example, the case that we just gave with Mian, and he died without children, there is no Chiyav Yibam, but Rabbanon still required Chalitza. Also, another cloud to know is that the Din of Yibam and the Mitzvah of Yibam applies only to brothers who have the same father, paternal brothers, and of course, if they share the same father and mother, but there is no Din of Yibam if your half-brother from your mother, your maternal brother, dies without children. And Rashi says that we learned this from the Gemara, Dafyud Zayin and Beis, from a limud of Achva Achva from the Shvatim, because even though we know that the Shvatim weren't all from the same mother and they only had the same father, Yaakov Vinu, and the Torah calls the Shvatim Achim, so therefore, Benegei Yibam, the same did applies. When the Torah says, Lahakim Lahachim Shem, it's referring to a brother from your same father, even if you're not from the same mother, and certainly if you have the same father and the same mother. Also, as we know, in those days, it was normal for people to have multiple wives. So if someone's brother died and he had multiple wives, then the din is that all the wives are Zakak Libam and all of them can't get married yet until at least one of them has Yibam or has Chalitza. But the din is also that Yibam cannot be done to more than one of his wives based on the passage that says as Beis Achib and we learn out Bayis Echudu Baina Veloishne Batim. Also, the Mishnah will discuss a tzara, which is a term used to define a co-wife in this Mishnah as well as multiple times in Masechus Yibam. So if Reuben is married to two or more wives, then they are tzaras to each other. They cause strife and pain to each other and in some sense are competitors to each other. Hence, they are called tzaras. So prior to learning the Mishnah, let's learn the Mishnah outside. The Mishnah will discuss 15 out of the 21 of the Rais in the Torah and let's discuss the first one and this way we will easily understand all the remaining cases of the Mishnah. So if Reuven and Shimon are brothers and Shimon marries Reuven's daughter Chana, which is of course muttered to do as one can marry their niece and then Shimon dies without having had any children, then although the term is Mechadish, that when someone dies and there's a Chiv of Yibam, you can marry one of these two or ever, your brother's wife, your Eishasach. However, that is as far as the Torah went and the Torah did not extend this and give you a carte blanche, pass on a rice, and therefore Chana would not have Zika to her father Reuven as she is an Ervatim as Chana is his daughter and therefore she would not be able to have Yibam and she would also not be required to have Chalitza, not Midraisa and not even Midrabanan. But let's extend this so if Shimon was not only married to Chana but was also married to Penina and Penina is not related in any manner to Reuven, still if Shimon dies the din is that Reuven cannot do Yibam to Penina either since she is a co-wife of his daughter and once Yibam doesn't apply to one wife it doesn't apply to any of the other co-wives or Tsaris of Chana. This is the case that's going to be mentioned in the Mishnah of Bitai and Tzara Sabas because Penina is the Tzara of Chana. And Rashi explains that that, Beis on Beis, that although 
these dinim are learned from psukim, but the svara and mechanics of this din works as follows. That at this point, since yibum doesn't apply to penina, since she is tzara sabas, so although in a basic scenario, where is yibum, the Torah was mechadish, that you take off the isa of Eishas Ach, but since penina is not in the pasha of the din of yibum at all, therefore the isa of Eishas Ach was never removed from her, and we look at her as if her husband was someone that died with children, and therefore she has the regular isa of Eishas Ach. And in order to understand the rest of the Mishnah, let's take this scenario even a step further. So although it is true that Reuben can't do Yibam to Chana or Penina, but if there would be a third brother, let's call him Levi, so the Zika of Chana and Penina could apply to Levi, as he's required to either do Yibam or Chalitza to her, as neither Chana or Penina are an heir to Levi. Chana is only his niece, and of course, Levi can marry his niece, just like Shimon married her in the first place. So if Levi chooses and decides to do Yibam to Penina, and then Levi dies without children, in reality, there should be no reason why Reuben can't do Yibam to Penina because she's not his daughter. She was just originally the Tsar of Habas, but is not currently the Tsar of his daughter at all. But in Misa, he still can't do Yibam to Penina since her original status of being Aishas Ach of his brother Shimon was never removed, as we just explained from Rashi, and it was never Paka, and therefore Reuben can't do Yibam to Penina. And let's take this even one step further. So if Levi was not only married to Penina, but he was also married to another woman, let's call her Rachel, Mishnah will teach us that Reuben cannot do Yibam not only to Penina, but to Rachel either, because she is Tzara's Tzara. Since Rachel is the co-wife with Penina, she is the Tzara Penina, who was originally a co-wife or a Tzara with Chano. Even though Rashi actually brings from Gemara.Gemara.Bez that the reason that Tzara's Tzara is Potaman and Ibn is based on a Pasuk, but we explained it based on the Svara so we can understand the concept much easier. And this thing would actually apply even if the chain continues down through a hundred brothers doing Yibam and the connection to Ruben's daughter continues to weaken the Issa of Yibam Chalitza would still apply. So for example, if Levi also dies and the fourth brother Yehuda does Yibam to Rachel and he's also married to another woman named Leah, now if Yehuda also dies without children, Reuben can still not do Yibam or Chalitza, not to Rachel who is Tzaras Tzaras Bidai. He also can't do Yibam or Chalitza to Leah who is yet an additional step removed from his daughter as she is Tzaras 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 And hopefully to crystallize this to us, let's just go through the chain one time. So Leah is a co-wife to Rachel when they were married to Yehuda. Rachel was a co-wife to Penina when they were both married to Levi, and Penina was a co-wife or a tzara to Reuven's daughter Chana when she was married to Shimon. And also keep in mind at all times this idea, and then L'chayr, this should be very clear to everyone, that if you think of this logically, that any time you have no mitzvah of Yibam, then the original Issa of Eishazach still applies to that woman, and in reality, each tzara is also based on being an Eishazach. So in our scenario, of course, Penina was a tzara of Chana, but Penina now was not able to do Yibam, and therefore the original Issa was on Penina that she, she is now an Eishas Ach and therefore Reuben couldn't do Yibam with her. Now if she gets married to someone else, Reuben still has the Issa of Eishas Ach which was from his brother Shimon because even though Shimon died without any children but the Issa Eishas Ach never was Paka from his marriage because there was no Chiyavivim as we explained and therefore really even at the hundredth level down each group of wives are really also because they are Tzaras Eva of their current co-wife of the current Tzara and that Tzara is actually also to this man because she is Aishas Ach from the previous marriage. And now after this long Akdama, let's start the Mishnah and let's learn the Mishnah using the case of Bitoi. Let's go back to that case and let's just fit in all those names into the Mishnah. So let's start. As we said, we had two brothers, Reuven and Shimon. Reuven was married to Chana and Penina and Chana was the daughter of Shimon who is Reuven's brother from his father. So the Mishnah states, there are 15 different women who are Arias to the Yavim to Shimon, 
and therefore, once they're going to be potter min yibum min for example, in this din, Shimon will be also to go and do yibum to Chana because she's his daughter. Therefore, Paitris Tzeresayim, at this point, not only will Chana be also to do yibum and chalitza regarding Shimon, but also they're going to potter Tzeresayim, their Tzara, meaning Chana's Tzara over here, was Penina, the Tzara Tzeresayim. And as we discussed, if there was a third brother named Levi, and Levi went and did yibum to Ruvain's wife, and instead of doing yibum to Chana, he did yibum to Penina, and aside for doing yibum to Penina, Levi was married to a woman named Rachel, and the din is that if Levi dies at that point without having any children, the din is that Ruven can't do Yibam not to Penina, not to Rachel. Now Penina was the Tsarist Pitai because she was a Tsar to Chana, and at that point Shimon couldn't do Yibam not to Chana, not to Penina, and therefore, as we explained, Penina therefore never lost the status of being the Aishas Ach because she was married to Ruven, who was Shimon's brother, and she didn't have a Heta of Yibam when we would died, and therefore now that Levi died, Penina is an Erba, and since Penina is an Erba to Shimon, therefore Shimon can't do Yibam Chalitza to Penina, and by extension, he also can't do Yibam Chalitza to Rachel, as the Mishnah says, Min Chalitza Min Yibam, the Torah is not only from Yibam, but also from Chalitza, Mid Raisa, as well as Mid Rabbanon, and even if this continues on to future brothers, as we brought in Daktama, if it goes down, where Yehuda goes and marries Rachel, for example, and then he has another Torah, and the same thing would apply in that scenario as well, and Ruben would be Asa, both to Rachel, as well as the next Torah, who we call Leah in the Hakdama. And the Mishnah says, Ve'eluhein, these are the Chamesh Esrinashim that are considered Arias, that it would be relevant to our cases of Yibam and Chalitza, Bitai, if Shimon's daughter, as we said, married his brother Ruvain, and then Ruvain died. So of course, Shimon came to Yibam to his daughter, Ubas Bitai, and also the daughter of his daughter, meaning his granddaughter, Ubas Binai, and the daughter of his son, once again, his granddaughter, but from his son, Basishtai, the daughter of his wife, Ubaspino, Ubaspita, and also the daughter of his wife's son, or the daughter of his wife's daughter, and we won't get into this right now, but we'll discuss it tomorrow before we start the daf, that why does the Mishnah bring Bita, Ubaspita, Ubaspinai, as well as Basishtai, Baspino, Baspita, Lukhari, they seem to be the same case. One is his daughter, and one's the daughter of his wife, which seems to be his daughter as well. Now, in the first six cases that we just brought of the Mishnah, those cases make a lot of sense that although there are erva to him, to, for example, Shimon, but they weren't an erva to his brother Reuven, and Reuven was able to marry this person. For example, as we saw before, that even though Shimon can't marry his own daughter, but Reuven was able to marry Shimon's daughter because it was his niece. And that applies to all the different cases that we just brought in the first six cases. And the Mishnah continues, that the mother-in-law of Shimon, as well as the mother of the, his mother-in-law and the mother of his father-in-law, meaning his grandmother-in-law, they are all also to Shimon, and if any of these three women were married to Ruvain, who's Shimon's brother, then if Ruvain dies, then of course Shimon would be also to go and do Yibam to these people because that woman was either his mother-in-law or his grandmother-in-law. And Rashi, of course, is bothered by the obvious question that Lechayah, how can we give a case that Shimon's mother-in-law was married to Ruvain? It would seem, therefore, that Ruvain had a daughter and that daughter, who's Shimon's niece, was married to Shimon. And if Ruvain had a daughter already who was married to Shimon, then Lechayah, this whole case doesn't make any sense because there would not be any Yibam because Ruvain died having a child already. So Rashi explains that the case of Chamaisai is not where Shimon was married to Ruvain's daughter but the case was that actually Shimon's mother-in-law was married to a different person first. They had a daughter and that's who Shimon got married to and Shimon's father-in-law actually died and at that point Ruvain married the mother-in-law of Shimon and Ruvain actually died without having had any children. And the Marami asked Rashi that why did Rashi have to 
could give a case where the mother-in-law was previously married. We could give a very simple case where actually Ruvain was the father-in-law of his brother Shimon and Shimon actually was married to Ruvain's daughter to his own niece and then that daughter died before Ruvain died and therefore since she predeceased Ruvain and Ruvain never had any children aside from her so when he died he didn't have any children and therefore Shimon would actually be doing Yibam to his mother-in-law and that of course would be the case of Chamaisai Ayin Sham and the Mishnah continues that if Shimon's sister from his mother was married to his brother Ruvain and Ruvain was of course not Shimon's brother from his mother it was only his brother from his father and therefore Ruvain of course had a heter to marry this woman and she was not arised him but then when Ruvain died this woman now would be an heir to Shimon and of course the Mishnah could not state a case of Achosim Aviv because in that case Ruvain was not able to marry that woman even L'Chachila because it was also his sister because Ruvain and Shimon in order to have a din of Yibam have to be brothers from the same father also the sister of his mother meaning his aunt and also his sister-in-law the sister of his wife so Shimon's wife's sister was married to his brother Reuben of course there was no error involved with Reuben marrying her but now that Reuben died there is a problem with Shimon doing Yibam to his wife's sister the so let's explain this case very simply so let's say Shimon has a maternal brother named Levi and Levi was married to a lady let's call her Rachel and then Levi died so now Rachel went and gets married to Reuben who had no relation actually to Levi because although Reuben was related to Shimon because they were both paternal brothers but Lemaisa Reuven had no relationship with Levi at all and Reuven went and married Rachel and now Reuven dies so Shimon can't do Yibam to Rachel because Rachel is his sister-in-law because he's Ashes Ach of his brother Levi now even though of course she's also Ashes Ach of Reuven but of course that's the standard din of Yibam that you're allowed to marry your Ashes Ach from your brother that died without any children and we continue on that Bezo and Bez the Ashes Ach of and Rashi explains if Reuven was married to Rachel and he dies without any children and after Reuven already died his father had another son named Levi the din is that Levi can't do Yibam even after he becomes a Gadol because the Pesach says that the brothers must have lived in this world at the same time so Levi never had any right to do Yibam to Rachel and therefore she remains us to him as an Eishis Ach but if Shimon who was already alive does Yibam to Rachel and Shimon also had another wife named Leah and then Shimon dies without having any children so although Levi was alive when Shimon died he still can't do Yibam to Rachel because the Gabi him, she is still the Ashes Ach of Reuven, since he never had a heter to do Yibam to her since he wasn't alive when Reuven died, and therefore not only will she be potter from Yibam, but Leah will also be potter from Yibam, because Leah is Saras Rachel. And the last of the rice is Vikalosai, and also Shimon's daughter-in-law. So if Shimon had a son, let's call him Chanoich, and Chanoich got married to a girl named Rachel, so Rachel is the daughter-in-law of Shimon, and then Chanoich dies, and this girl, Rachel, goes and marries Reuven, who is really her uncle through marriage, and there's nothing wrong with that. But now that Reuven dies, then she, the daughter-in-law of Shimon, falls in front of Shimon for Yibam, and of course Shimon is still Asata because she always remains his daughter-in-law even though Chanoich already died. The Mishnah now repeats itself and says, All of these 15 Arayas, Pater that Tzaras, as well as that Tzaras Tzarasein, from Chalitza and from Yibam, Midaraisa and even Midrabanan, and this Issa continues down the chain and it never dissipates. Now, even though from the beginning of the Mishnah it seems that there's no way out of this, but the Mishnah now gives a case where there is a way out of it. Bekulon, in all these cases of Arias, in Mesu, if the Erva actually dies, or they were only married Midrabanan, as we said before, in a case where there's Mian, and they did Mian, or they were divorced, or they were found that they were an Eilis prior to the death of their husband. In all of these scenarios, that Saras would be Mutter. So let's go 
go back to our original example. So Reuven and Shimon are brothers, and Reuven is married to Shimon's daughter, Hannah, and to Penina. Now, Hannah predeceases Reuven, so even though Penina was at one point the Tsar's Bita of Shimon, since at the time of Reuven's death, she was no longer Tsar's Bita, so Shimon can do Yibum to Penina. And the same would be true in any scenario where Hannah was no longer married to Reuven at the time of Reuven's death. So as the Mishnah gives three other examples, either Wichana was a Yisayim of and although her father Shimon was alive, Hannah was only married to Reuven based on Kedushin Rabbanon, and she did mean prior to Reuven's death. Therefore, at the time of Reuven's death, Penina was not a Tsarist Bita, or in a case where Rachel was already divorced from Reuven prior to Reuven's death, or where Hannah showed Simani Eilis, and the marriage was therefore Mechachtais, and she was never really the wife of Reuven. So in all those cases, Shimon could go and do Yibam to Penina. The Mishnah just points out the obvious that Lechaira, this din of Mion or the din of Nimsu Islands can only apply to 12 out of the 15 women because you can't say that a woman who was already a mother-in-law or a grandmother was a Nimsu Islands was potentially found to be an Islands because an Islands of course can't have children and these people of course had children previously and you also can't say the case of a mother-in-law or a grandmother-in-law in the case of Mian because the only time you can do Mian is up to the point that you're not a Katana anymore and since they had children therefore of course they're not Katana anymore and it's impossible to have the case of Mian in those three cases the mission continues what is the case where these women were Pata not only themselves but that if his daughter or one of these other of the 14 Arias that was married to his brother and his brother also has another wife and his brother dies just like his daughter would be Pata because he can't do Yibam to his own daughter because she's an Arias to him also, Hartzara, the Tsar's Pita, will also be Pata, as we explained in great detail in the Akdama and in the Mishnah. And the Mishnah continues to explain the case of Tsar's Sarasein, again, as we explained in the Akdama. So, the Tsar of his daughter. So, once again, his daughter's name was Chana. The Tsar of his daughter was Penina. And Penina went and got married through Yibam to the second brother, Levi. And then Levi had another wife. We called her Rachel. And then Levi died. Just like Penina would be also to go and do Yibam with Ruvain because she was Tsaris Bitai. And as we explained, since she couldn't do Yibam to Ruvain after the first marriage to Shimon, so therefore she retained her status as the Ashes Ach to Ruvain. And therefore, Ruvain still can't go and do Yibam to Penina. And once he can't do Yibam to Penina, he also can't do Yibam to Hartzara named Rachel, as the Mishnah says, Tsarasa Petura. And then the Mishnah ended off, Afilu Heimea, as we explained that even if a hundred brothers would do Yibam to the Tsaris of these people and then it would continue going down the line and would get further away from the original era of his daughter, Ruven would still be unable to marry any of these and do Yibam to them because there would be an Issa of Eshesach. And the Mishnah continues, What is the scenario of the third line of the Mishnah on the Amr Beis that says So the Mishnah now explains that line of the Mishnah if Reuven's daughter or one of the other Rais that was also to Reuven was married to his brother Shimon and Shimon had another wife let's call her again Penina so as we explained before that if Reuven's daughter Rachel predeceases Shimon or if Reuven's daughter Rachel is divorced from Shimon prior to Shimon dying and then afterwards Shimon dies then Penina who is Rachel Sarah would be Mutter to do Yibam to her father Reuven
Chalitzin. And as we mentioned in the Hakdama, the Mishnah ends off with one case where you're going to have to do Chalitzin Midra Banan, even though you can't do Yibam Midraisa. And the Mishnah says as follows Any Kedushin where the woman still has the right to do Mian and be Mavatal the Kedushin Lamafreya and annul the marriage, Valoy Miana. But Lamaisa, at the point that her husband died, she never was Ma'ayin, she never protested, and therefore they still had a Kedushin Rabbanan at that point. So, for example, if Reuben's daughter Chana was married to his brother Shimon, but she was married to him only with Kedushin Rabbanan because she was Yisayimah Bechayavia, and Shimon once again was married not only to Chana but also to Penina. And at the time that Shimon died, they were still completely married. So, to Penina, there was a marriage that was Deraisa, but to Chana was only Rabbanan. So, now that Shimon died, although it's true that Reuben can't do Yibam to his daughter Chana because it's his daughter, but Lemaisa, she wasn't really completely married to Shimon because only Kedushin Rabbanan, and therefore the din is Tzerasa, that the din is on Penina, that Chalitza is Tzolemis Yabemis. Reuven has to do Chalitza to Penina, but he can't do Yibimta. Now the reason why he can't do Yibimta is because she's Tzeras Pita, at least Midrabbanan, but the reason why she has to do Chalitza because Midraisa, we look at it as if Penina was the only one married to Shimon, and therefore she wasn't really Tzeras Pita, and in reality, really, Reuven should even be able to Yibam to Penina because she really was the only one that was married to Shimon, his brother. However, Midrabbanan, we said that you can't do Yibam, but still, Midraisa, you have to do Chalitza, and since there's no Isidraisa that you're doing when you're doing Chalitza, of course, in this case, Reuven would have to do Chalitza to Penina. And Rashi so eloquently says, We don't allow them to do Yibam because Lemaisa, at least to the naked eye, it looks like she's a Tsarist ever, and we will stop over here.